This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hey everybody, it's Don LaGreca with the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. Wanted to close out the week with a couple of deals. We're getting close to the expansion draft, which is going to be happening on Wednesday. Tomorrow, which is Saturday, uh, July 17th, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, is when teams have to give their protected list and, of course, that's going to leave some players exposed. We don't know exactly who is going to be exposed. We can certainly speculate for sure based on some of the things that have happened and teams preparing right now. And we see Keith Yandel getting bought out by Florida. He's an interesting guy because it looked like he was kind of done in Florida. If you remember going back to the beginning of the season, there was speculation that Joel Quinville was going to have him be a healthy scratch, would have ended his consecutive game streak. He's currently second all time in consecutive games played. And if he can hook up with a team this year, he'll break the NHL record for the Ironman streak, um, and I think there will be a place for him next year. Does he go back to the Rangers? Apparently the Rangers are looking for a veteran defenseman, but I'm sure there'll be a landing spot for Keith Yandel. Um, you saw um, the Rangers locked up Brett Howden to a contract. That could make it easier for to leave him unprotected, make him attractive to be taken by the Seattle Kraken so that uh, Colin Blackwell and um, Gauthier will not be taken in the expansion draft. You saw Ryan Graves get traded to the New Jersey Devils. I love this pickup for New Jersey. He was a plus 40, which led the league last year. Uh, he is a really good, solid defenseman that Colorado just could not protect because of the number of players that they had to protect, and they were going to lose him likely in the expansion draft. So instead of losing him for nothing, they trade him to New Jersey. He'll be a perfect fit there. Uh, and getting a chance um, to play on a team that that's up and coming, maybe he'll play uh, a few more minutes. Uh, he'll get a chance to play with Ty Smith, I would think, which would make a really nice pairing. As New Jersey is trying to rebuild, they give up Maltsev and a pick. So you see that move. That's something that Colorado did not want to give up. I'm hearing a lot of people on Twitter saying, who gets hurt most by the expansion draft? Well, we'll find out Wednesday when these players are taken away. But for Colorado to part with a defenseman they really wanted to keep, uh, the Avalanche, to me, would be right there on the top of the list of teams that were hurt uh, by expansion. So remember, the Vegas Golden Knights do not have to um, lose anybody because of a deal that was struck by the NHL. They will not collect the expansion fee money. So you know what? So you know, Flurry or Leonard will not necessarily be on the Seattle Kraken unless uh, a deal can be made. So those are some of the things that we've seen happen here over the last couple of days. Uh, things getting kind of locked up. Uh, ben Bishop has agreed to waive his no-movement clause, so he could be maybe the goaltender that Seattle goes into the 21-22 season with. So we're, we're really looking forward to that expansion draft. Who is going to be taken? And we talked about this with EJ back on Monday. He says that Seattle will lay down their own expectations and whatever pressure they feel from the expectations they have. Vegas wanted to win right away. We're not really sure right now what exactly is going to be the lay of the land for Seattle. Um, it may just be kind of wait and see, not feel a tremendous amount of pressure to uh, match what the Vegas Golden Knights did. And that probably would be a smart thing considering the Golden Knights went to Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final in their first year, been a perennial playoff team. That's starting to rear its head now with some of the decisions they've been forced to make because of that. But they might want to go with younger players. They might want to compile draft picks here and have a little bit of a slow burn to build something that will not bear fruit for a couple of years but be sustainable for years to come. 
They have been hot for a team in the Pacific Northwest for such a long time. Brand new building. So I, I don't feel the need that Seattle has to win right away. I think that building's going to be packed. We've discussed this so many times. If you look at a map of North America where all the NHL teams are, and then you just see this big, vacant, open spot in the United States, right? Below Vancouver, nothing in the Pacific Northwest. The closest would be San Jose on the West Coast. And then you you draw a line to Colorado and you go straight up to Minnesota. And all of that Pacific Northwest completely barren unless you wanted to root for the Canadian teams like Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. But as far as the United States are concerned, that was a void. And Seattle is going to be able to fill that void certainly losing the basketball team in recent years. So Seattle's got the Mariners and they got the Seahawks, but they get to add that third team with a brand new arena and a a lot of good things. Ron Francis has got a great hockey mind. So I don't think it's necessary that that team has to win in order to draw, in order to get television ratings. So I think it's the perfect, perfect spot. You know, basketball's got Portland um, taken care of, even though they lost Seattle. Like I said, baseball's in, in, in Seattle. Football is in Seattle, so they've got plenty of teams represented in the other three major sports. Nothing in the NHL until the Kraken, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team is going to look. When we join you, um, we'll do a a podcast on Monday to kind of re- assess how things went on well we're not we won't do that we won't do monday we'll come back on thursday excuse me right after the expansion draft to kind of just recap where everything is um and that'll really see what this team looks like and then we can kind of assess exactly how good they're going to be speculation is they'll be in the pacific division arizona will move to the central so there'll be no major realignment as far as the cracking coming in i'm looking forward to it i love the logo i love the name i love the direction this team is going to be going and now this was asked as well, who will be their rival? Now, obviously, you would think in uh, geographically it would be Vancouver, right? But you don't know how it's going to end up at the end of the day. I mean, you look at the teams that are going to be in their division, you know, Calgary and Edmonton and San Jose and Los Angeles and Anaheim. I mean, any of those teams can end up being uh, hated rivals. Obviously, the playoffs are where rivalries are really developed. But at least early on, it just feels like Seattle, Vancouver – is going to be a lot of fun because we really haven't had any kind of development as far as like a rivalry between those two cities when it came to sports because the Sonics and the Grizzlies really didn't have a lot of time that they got to spend together to create really any kind of hatred. And that's really the only time, right? Because Vancouver has not had a team outside of the NHL with the Canucks until when the Grizzlies came in. And again, they were there briefly before they moved to Memphis. Um, So there's been no baseball team for the Mariners to have a rivalry with. There's been no football team for the Seahawks to have a rivalry with. So I'm really looking forward to Canucks, Kraken, playing in the same division, being very close to each other for decades, and with a chance to possibly meet in the postseason and battling for the same real estate, I think is going to make for a lot of fun. All right, so um, we're going to have a quick one here today because I wanted to stay with the consistency of the three days a week, and then we'll come back uh, next week on Thursday to discuss what happened with the expansion draft and then give you the lay of the land for the entry draft and get some guests to talk about uh, the drafts coming up as well. And if anything breaks major between now and Thursday, we'll definitely come back to uh, recap that. But let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Let's go to Yankees and Penguins, chase for 28. Uh, Hi, Don. Who do you think will be Seattle's flurry-like player going into their first season? And you wonder if that's going to be Ben Bishop, a healthy Ben Bishop, 
certainly is somebody that maybe not at the level of Flurry, but if you look at Flurry when he went to Vegas and all the injuries he had, I think they had six goaltenders that first year with Vegas. So is Bishop going to be that guy? Could it end up being, you know, Mark Andre Flurry? What exactly does Golden Knights do there? So those are the two that kind of like leap to mind. Tyler Johnson is somebody I think that's going to end up in Seattle because of the cap problems that Tampa has. He's from Washington State. So does he become like the local kid uh, that can really get things going there in Seattle? That could be an interesting thing uh, to look at as well. But again, not seeing the protected list until tomorrow to really know exactly who is going to be exposed. It's kind of tough to say. Uh, Tommy P says, which team do you think will be hurt the most by the expansion draft? And that was the tweet that I saw before. And and right now, just based on the decisions that have to be made, Arizona, um, excuse me, uh, Colorado really did not want to give up uh, Ryan Graves. Tommy, uh, Tony says, with the end of the season and trades upon us, what is your personal um, Mount Rushmore of NHL blockbuster trades in NHL history? Well, that's great. Well, sir, certainly... Gretzky going to the Kings. That is number one. No one is even close. That deal certainly is one of the great deals of all time. Uh, The Boston deal between the Rangers and the Bruins when Esposito came to the Rangers is certainly a, a, a trade that I think people will be talking about forever. And what the Rangers had to give up, and and uh, Ray not uh, Ray uh, Phil Esposito not being able to win that elusive uh, Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers after winning in Boston, and and all the things that happened after that, it just that that has to be one of the great deals of all time as well. And Espo really enjoyed his time in New York, but that is certainly a, a trade that everybody is going to be talking about for years and years to come. And I want to be able to give all the exacts to it because the big the big principles were Esposito and Park, right? Those were the big guys that went there. Uh, Carol Vanier, who we just recently passed, was involved in that. Um, Jean Rattel. So some really big names in that deal. That would probably be number two for me as one of the biggest trades of, of all time. Then you start to really wonder, well, the, the other one that pops into my head too without really having a lot of time to prepare would be everything that went down with Eric Lindros and eventually getting traded to the Philadelphia Flyers and everything that the Avalanche were able to build around, uh, a.k.a. uh, Peter Forsberg. So it ended up being Forsberg for Lindros, and Lindros never won in Philadelphia, and Forsberg did in Colorado, but Lindros ended up becoming a Hall of Famer. So it wasn't an awful trade, but certainly one that in the for a good portion, uh, especially when you look at the Cups and what Forsberg became, there were other principles in that deal as well. But clearly the winner of it was Forsberg going to the Colorado Avalanche and, of course, um, him not wanting to go to the Quebec Nordiques and how interesting it would have been, right, if Lindros just allowed himself to be drafted by the Nordiques they may end up in Colorado, a place I'm sure he would have been in, and maybe he wins a bunch of Stanley Cups. But that deal was one of the biggest deals ever. The Rangers were right there to the bitter end to land him, thought they were going to. An arbiter had to come in and award the rights to Philadelphia. And boy, that become one of the great trades of all time. And Patrick Waugh then obviously getting traded to the Colorado Avalanche too and his demands for a trade and then being able to go to Colorado and winning back-to-back, not back-to-back, but two Stanley Cups in Colorado in 96 and 01. So just off the top of my head, I would have to say Wayne Gretzky getting traded to the Los Angeles Kings, Esposito, 
uh, Rattel, Park, that trade between the Bruins and the Rangers, uh, the Flyers and Avalanche with Forsberg and Lindros, and then Patrick Waugh getting traded from the Canadiens to the Avalanche. So not bad. The, the Four of the ones that just came to my head at the last second, and two of them involved uh, the Colorado Avalanche, who look like they're back, uh, by the way. David says, with your affinity for Portland, Oregon, their junior team, the Winterhawks, recently changed their logo from the Blackhawk logo to a Winterhawk. Are you a fan of this logo, and could this possibly be, um, could this possibly be the route Chicago goes in the future? Well, I'm looking at the logo, and it's kind of pedestrian because it's it's basically a bird, but clearly they did not have the Blackhawk logo that they used did not have the same lineage as the reason the Chicago Blackhawks are named the Blackhawks because of the military angle. So I'm wondering if the military angle allows the Blackhawks to continue to use that logo where the Winterhawks felt like they had to change it. But obviously, I'm not really a fan of their new logo, but I get the reason why they had to do it. Uh, B says, who would win in a seven-game series? The 15-16-16-17 Penguins or the 2020-21 Bolts? That's a great, great question. Obviously, recency bias will tell you the lightning because we've just seen them recently. But those Penguin teams were very, very good as well. And you look at the teams that both of them beat, right? You had a, you had a newbie in San Jose, although they were banging on the door for two decades, but the, the first-time Stanley Cup finalist um, that they beat in 16, and then Nashville making it for the first time in 17 and beating them. And then you look at Tampa's teams, a surprise Dallas Stars team last year and certainly a surprise Montreal Canadiens team this year. So you probably would say the opponents were tougher for Pittsburgh than for Tampa. Uh, do you put an asterisk next to what Tampa's done because one was in the bubble and the other one was in the 56-game schedule? Do you give an asterisk next to Tampa because of the circumvention of the salary cap? I don't know. I'd have to go over all the rosters. It's tough. It's tough to not go with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, um, Chris Letang. I certainly think the goaltending in Tampa is a lot better than the myriad of goaltenders that seem to be used uh, in that run, both of those runs for the Penguins with Flurry and with Matt Martin. Tough. But I, I will lean old school. And I'll go with the Penguins, although old school, we're only talking about a handful of years. Uh, Troy says, although there are big names who look like they're heading into free agency, is this most likely because franchises keep them unsigned to maximize who they can protect for the expansion draft? Absolutely. There's a lot of things at play here. You've got you know, the negotiations going on with Landeskog in Colorado. Um, certainly there's a lot of things up in the air salary cap-wise. So, yeah, I think you're going to see – a flurry, no pun intended, of deals that are going to be made as soon as the expansion draft is over. This is a very interesting year with the expansion draft, and it's going to be a very busy week. We're already starting to see some deals, and I'm not even sure that this podcast will be evergreen because there will probably be some deals later on today that are not included in this podcast, but definitely for sure. Steven says, who will the Rangers expose to the Kraken? Good question. Some speculate it'll be Howden, that maybe the deal they gave him is to make it more attractive. He's a center. Gauthier is obviously somebody just got a contract as well. So is he somebody that could be sucked up? All because I think the Rangers, if given a choice, and I haven't talked to anybody about this, but um, just my feeling is they'd like to keep Colin Blackwell. I think that will hurt. I think they felt they found a gem from Nashville. He was a major contributor. 
Remember, Howden um, struggled to get off the fourth line where Blackwell was playing some first-line minutes. I'm not sure that's a good idea forever, but uh, he did do that this past year. And certainly, uh, Gauthier was a healthy scratch for a lot of the season. So I, I don't think they want to see anybody go, but I think they would rather see Gauthier and Howden go than to see Blackwell go. So I think that one would hurt uh, just a little bit. Um, Johnny says, do you see Ovechkin not signing with the Capitals if the NHL doesn't go to the Olympics and then signing with a team after they're over? Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. God, I would just hate to see the parting of the ways for that. I know Ovechkin has kind of become the poster child for NHL players wanting to play in the Olympics. Um, Will he try to hold out, not sign a contract and go elsewhere? I don't know. I re- that's a lot to ask. I don't know if the NHL will succumb to that kind of pressure. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. I, I, I would like to try to get some uh, phone calls to see if that's even a possibility because I, I would really hate to see um, him leave Washington of the, under those types of circumstances. Sir Harvey Cruz says, Graves to the Devils with Heashear, Smith, Hughes. What does it all mean? Can they compete for maybe the last playoff spot? They'll be better. I think the Devils will be better. Um, do you believe in their goaltending? Uh, do you believe that we will see Heashier stay healthy? Will Hughes make it to the next level? We saw glimpses of, glimpses of it last year. But look at the division, right? Top four teams obviously are locked in, you would think. And then you got to compete with the Rangers. And then you go to the other division and, and look at the teams. If you want to say it's going to be Boston, Tampa, Florida, and Toronto, well, then you're battling you know, with Montreal. Ottawa is going to be a lot better. It's going to be tough for them to be a playoff team. You just want them to see them to be more competitive. Devilship's owner, uh, the, the ownership of the Devils has been very, very patient. There's a real slow burn that's going on there in New Jersey. Uh, they are going to be better. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be more fun to watch. Not going to be a playoff team anytime soon unless, because they've got tons and tons and tons of cap space, they become a major player for somebody that's going to really, really move the needle. But I don't know if they are in that position quite yet. All right, so this was a quick one, but I wanted to get something done. So enjoy the expansion draft, which is to be coming up on Wednesday. We will have a recap of said expansion draft coming up on Thursday. So enjoy your weekend, enjoy the summer, and enjoy all the offseason hockey. Want to get in touch with me at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Talk to you again on Thursday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.